You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, Wolfcast number 575 for Monday, November 20th, 2015. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. It's the other meat. <laughs> hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. Uh, we're talking about the other meat, apparently, <laughs> on the Monday night before Thanksgiving, like we like to do. Uh, tonight, joining with me as always, my good friend Todd Pearson, MotoringStripes.com. He's with us. Todd, say hi. I am here. Hello. Of course, the good Reverend, our head mechanic, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune. DetroitTune.com has joined us, Chad. No. <laughs> no, Chad's not here. Sorry. Uh, Chad's not here, I guess. Chad sat on the mute button. Chad's dog sat on the mute button. <laughs> come on, Chad's dog. Chad's dog. <laughs> it's going to be really funny if Chad actually doesn't come back. We're still waiting. <laughs> Where'd he go? Chad was here, for reals. We were just talking to him. Howdy, y'all. There oh, he goes. <laughs> Holy shit. It's the Doppler effect of Chad. <laughs> 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 we're having a snowstorm here in Michigan about today. Chad's out like wrenching on snow tires right now is the problem. <laughs> no, I, uh, I have uh, dogs chewing on bones in the background, so I muted myself for a minute. So it did involve a dog in the mute it, button. It, the dogs are doing their thing. <laughs> Very nice. And of course, Alex is here as well. Alex, say hi. Hey, guys. Um, I wanted to quickly follow up on the uh, on the announcement that uh, Todd added to the uh, last week's podcast. It was really, really nice of, of all the team here. So, you know, obviously, I love you guys. And to um, anyone who's asked me, sent me emails, uh, you know, family's fine, everybody's fine. Um, they were, everybody was at home when it happened, so uh, so all good. But thanks for your uh, messages and your support. Really appreciate it. Good, good. Well, hopefully that went out this week for um, wine tasting uh, with, you know, it was uh, Nouveau Beaujolais time this week in, in mm -hmm. France. So that was a big, that was a big deal, and I'm glad that all the people of... Of Paris and everything said, "Screw it, we're going out. We're not canceling this. We're That's right. we're going to drink some wine. This is yeah, who we are. Got to do it. That's right. That's those guys. Uh, we're not going to talk about that tonight, though. That's what Facebook's for. Uh, we are going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff. We got a really good email in. We want to discuss. So we've covered it a million times. We're going to talk about it anyway. We have news from MotoringFollow.com. We have other news that Alex forces us to read, especially when it comes to stuff about Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put any nicks about Uber this time. It's about the i3. And, uh, it's in the, the it's actually Slack channel. You put it in something about Uber. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about it again, but yeah. No, so we've got some, we've got all that, and who knows whatever else comes up. I mean, it's the week of Thanksgiving, so we could just get absolutely silly. We could get turkey drunk, and who knows what happens. Getting jiggy with it. It's like that day before vacation at school because we know we're off next week. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. As, as a quick programming note to you guys, uh, there will not be a fresh episode of the world famous White Roof Radio the Monday following Thanksgiving. I'm going to have something very special in the feed for you that day. However, um, it just um, it's not going to be a new show because of the holiday. Just but you'll all be asleep from tryptophan. Yeah, that's right. Tryptophan. Too Which much. That's a that's, that's a complete fallacy too. Oh, don't even don't don't even get Todd started, please. Oh, eat a whole turkey. See what happens. Don't make me pull out my science nerd. Dude, eat a whole turkey. You're gonna die. With or without gravy? I can eat a whole bacon. I, that's what I can eat, a whole bacon. There you go, all bacon. I just want I want bacon instead of turkey. I want to make it the new national meal for oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, I should call mom. I'm going out to my bacon. folks for Thanksgiving, and I should call mom. Mom, cancel anything, only bacon. Yep, just bacon. <laughs> and green beans. Bacon and green beans. That's Absolutely, it. that's fine. That's a, that's a fantastic and, meal. And some stuffing for dad. 
There you go. I, I tell you, when my mom's like, well, what do you want for the dinner? It's the holiday. It's like, ham. It's like, why are you even asking me anymore? I always say ham. Do you not know me now? I'm 40 years old. I say ham every single time. And you say, but it's this holiday. It's like, but still make a ham. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Ham for okay. Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not going to work. Yeah, no. I don't think that works. <laughs> Something about that tells me that it's not going to be kosher. And Hanukkah's early this year, isn't it? It it uh, it starts quite early this year, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, Hanukkah starts uh, in this, on December 6th, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. We got that going for us. Eight days of gifts, yeah. which I never get. I always screwed up, actually, for Hanukkah because my birthday is in the mi- always in the middle of Hanukkah. So... Oh, you get screwed. Get double dip. Yeah, you get super screwed. <laughs> yeah, you get super screwed. For Alex, for Alex, the birthday struggle is real. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. You know, we could go on about this all night, but I, instead, I could pay some bills. Let's talk about one of the fine sponsors here underneath, underneath the white roof, and then we're going to get started with the show. Uh, let's remind you guys about our friends over at OutMotoring.com. You know, I know a lot of you guys like this because Todd, Todd does a lot, and that's the whole blacking out of your Mini. You know, blacking out all the chrome bits, the the taillight rings, the, uh, the hood scoop, the door handles, the grills, all the things, right? You guys like to black that stuff out. You know, OutMotoring could totally hook you up with that. They have all the things to black out the chrome on your Mini. It's super rad. You just go over there and go, oh, look, I can black out my door handles or my grill or anything because OutMotoring has all of those parts for you. Uh, don't do the whole dark tint on your taillights, though, because that'll make me punch you in the face. Anyway, go over to OutMotoring.com. Get all the blackout stuff that you need. Also, while you're there, it's Christmas time. You get to have some mini freaks in your family, friends, club, whichever. Go over there. They have all the lifestyle goods, the shirts, the hats, the watches, the shoes, all that, right? It's all mini stuff. It's all OE. It's like original. It's got the mini labels. It's all like legit stuff. Go over there. Get it from OutMotoring.com. That's super awesome. Not only that, but there's a lot of really cool stuff for the interior. Make great gifts uh, and stuff for the outside, stuff to make it go fast, stuff to keep it clean. All the things for your Mini available over, all for you over at uh, OutMotoring.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the email newsletter. That way you get notified whenever something new or cool happens. Not only that, but you get a 5% discount coupon every time as well, which is super awesome. So every time you place an order, you get your little coupon code. You put it in, 5% right off the top. Done and done. Go take care of that now over at OutMotoring.com, if you'd please. That's our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. Mini Performance Speed and JCW Calibration Ring. I have no idea what that is. That's OutMotoring.com. <laughs> JCW Calibration Ring. That sounds, what the hell is a JCW Calibration Ring? It sounds dirty. It's obviously going to make your car faster. It's, Duh. It sounds oh, you know what? It's for, it's, if you've got an, it's for an F56, and oh my God, this is actually kind of dope. It's a total decorative piece, I think. It's a calibration speedometer trim ring. It's got like little hash marks all the oh, way around. Oh, it's the, the one. Yeah, it's the one that's on the on the JCW now. Like, if yeah, that's, that's actually kind of cool. It's probably totally pointless and just decorative, but that's kind of badass. And by the way, if you have an F56, this is really cool. I learned how to do this last week. That ring that goes around the that area, which is no longer the speedometer, but right. that funky area in the center of the car. Right. Um, there are two little plugs that come out um, at the bottom. About one's about seven o'clock, and one's about five o'clock, and mm-hmm. they and they pop out. They just pry out, so you can get in there and just kind of wedge it with like a credit card or your library card or whatever. Pop it out, and then the whole ring lifts off. It's kind of clipped in there a little bit. It's very simple to do that. So if you get one of those from uh, from Mount Motoring, it's really simple install DIY. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Maestro, if you please. 
Boom. We got news from motoringfile.com we're going to cover for you guys right about now. Uh, let me see. Let me see. We were, so we had LA Auto Show was this week. Uh, the Clubman was launched <clears throat> and the new convertibles launch. And from what I understand from the Clubman launch, it was, was kind of less than, I don't know, I, less than exciting. It was just like, we've here's all, the car, let's go drink. This is the thing is... Um, that's you know, just what the I Clubman's, heard. I could, I could be wrong, but that's what I heard from somebody who was there. The Clubman's been making its rounds uh, for about the last four to six weeks um, at dealers. They're doing these little, you know, presentations. In fact, our dealer's having one uh, this coming Monday night. Yeah, they just did one in L.A. right after the press preview days at L.A. Auto Show. Yeah, yeah, they're going all around. People have seen this car. We've seen it a bunch of times. Kind of the, and I use air quotes here, the U.S. Um, uh, debut of this car. This is technically it. It's kind of like eh, big yawn a little bit. Not that, that the car is boring. We love the car, but everybody's seen it. Now right. the convertible, yeah, the convertible I think was the big deal at the uh, at the auto show. But what I think the really big deal was is uh, if you guys have noticed that the entire presentation at the LA Auto Show uh, this past week is in the new branding the new corporate branding mm -hmm. the black is now all gone so like right. when i was at sema the whole display it looked like it always did it, everything was black white mini letters big yellow borders and red borders and green borders right around everything those are all gone now <clears throat> at the la auto show and i'm kind of digging the whole uh vibe yeah i i really do like it it's come together like in 3d more than just what we've seen on web pages for the Clubman. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, our buddy Lex Adams from DB, you know Lex from yeah, from SCMM. SCMM uh, took some fantastic pictures there. Did a fantastic gallery from the LA Auto Show and really kind of uh, um, gave an idea of what this was like. Have you guys seen those? What did you think of the whole setup there? Um, I haven't actually seen those photos. That's really strange because me and Lex are friends. Where do you post those on Flickr? Oh, uh, they were over on Facebook. Facebook. No, here they are. You, oh, yeah, that looks kind of cool. It's kind of steampunk kind of cowboy. Yeah, it's it's real hipster. and um, Yeah, they got the, the open brick like they're trying to be a Brooklyn coffee shop or something. Yeah, there's like texture, different textures. To, it's very kind of muted colors. Um, yeah. But I thought it was kind of hip and kind of cool. In, in it is kind of cool. And, yeah, I like it. Yeah, presentation. So, so really, like the, uh, the 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 show. I mean, what you're saying, Todd, is that most of the, the most interesting part was actually not about a car, and, and yeah. it's uh, <laughs> and it's funny because I, I, I maybe I'm maybe if I remember correctly, we talked about this at the beginning of the year uh, when we came back from the uh, Detroit Auto Show. There were a couple of brands, you know, missing from the show, um, and you know, it prompted you know the questioning of whether or not those shows make any sense make sense anymore. You know, especially given the expense that they represent for each brand. Um, we've obviously there was a lot of talk about the comment online, uh, the presentation and all that, and people sitting in in in, uh, in showrooms, except for the for the cabrio. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of money spent just for like a car. Uh, as opposed to you know some kind of entire lineup or some kind of really awesome you know concept that you want to show, it mm. is. And I know, like, just an example, like four years ago when the economy was tanking pretty badly, um, like it was in the heart of of things that were that were really bad at the Detroit Auto Show. Let's I'm gonna use this as an example. Porsche did not show up 
they right. they canceled their booth space and they weren't there. Major, it was like the first major car company that was like, nope, we're bailing on this. Uh, times are bad. This is not a good use of our money. Kind of what Alex was saying. It's very expensive. Is there really, you know, use in it? And within a year, they changed their mind and came back uh, because I guess it was more important than they thought. Or, you know, think of the look at the money they saved, and I'm sure they got fines or they had to pay like cancellation fees or whatever too. And they got crappy space and and crappy uh, uh, time slots for the 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 press re- you know presentations. Like I think the Porsche presentation the next year was at like 6:30 a.m. Um, <clears throat> with whatever they were announcing. So you know they paid the price for that. But I kind of just wonder, like, so Porsche, the what I'm, point I'm getting to is Porsche decided, oh, this isn't really worth it anymore. Not in this time. Times are changing. But then they came back and they're like, oh, no, there's still some valid, there's still some validity to showing up at the Detroit Auto Show, the LA Auto Show, the New York Auto Show um, in Geneva and Frankfurt. Uh, it's still, like, pretty well attended. I think there was a lot of people in L.A., uh, it seemed like the crowds were pretty good. So, I I don't know. I like going to auto shows. What do you guys think? I don't like going to auto shows anymore because I was spoiled by going to LA Auto Show on press preview days, which is pretty busy enough for me. Yeah, but there's not like shoulder-to-shoulder people where you can't it's get... like shoulder-to-shoulder. So, going to the auto show anymore, if I can't go for press preview days, I'm out. I'm on the same page as Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. I just can't. Because you can't... And also, you can't see the cars. All the cool cars are surrounded by all these knuckle-dragging mouth breathers drooling all over themselves. You're right. And you just want to get in and snap a couple pictures or look at it yourself, and you just can't. And usually, by then, all the gear shaft knobs have been ripped (laughs) off and, you know, other things are falling off and, you know... It's not a good good presentation, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but... But on the other hand, there's good people watching. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> so, like we said, it's better to go look at the displays and the people than the actual cars. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I really don't, I, I don't know. I, I've you know, not if we can just, if we could come back to Lexus photos just for a minute, just yeah. because uh, he's got some really good ones in here. And I got to say that that maroon color, I'm going to call it velvet red. So I am too. I, I'm digging velvet that a red. lot. But you know what? It looks amazing. Yep. It Are really you, talk, does. you guys talking about the Clubman? Yes. That, uh, I hope they put that color on the Clubman S. You know, one of the things I noticed about the entire t- the entire setup, um, as like well that. as the cars, um, the the ambassadors that are uh, showing the cars. We're all wearing the same com- shoes. Completely. Well, they have outfits which are all the same. Yeah. But it's a completely different outfit than they've ever had before. Well. It's- a little more professional, but yet still kind of business casual, if you will. It's kind of hipster. It, really? it is hipster. It's it's tweed. No, it's not. Come on, <laughs> dude. It's totally look. She's yeah. the, no, they are totally blonde girls wearing messy. leather shoes and tight jeans. She's wearing tight uh, jeans and, and racing sneakers. And you guys need to hang out in France more often. I mean, in Paris more often, I guess. Right. No, so, no. I'm not saying it's not fashionable. I, it is. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it looks bad. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a hipster look. It there was like, certain things I thought about the the decor that I liked. I liked the the JCW in its kind of concrete like enclosure. I think that looked good for the car. And what the hell was the pacement still doing there? That's Dude, just what don't, I don't even start. Chad, <laughs> keep going. Well, or Todd, keep going. How yeah. would it look if you you had a car in your lineup and you didn't bring it? It's not really to- in the lineup. It's like, is it? It it's The Walking Dead. It <laughs> is a zombie. <laughs> It was nice to see a, a car there with the mini yours uh, or however they're going to 
name it with the top with the British flag. Yeah. Um, it is interesting to see it kind of more in life that it doesn't really kind of come to the sides and it's kind of. Uh, I don't even think that's called mini yours anymore, isn't it? Called like mini you and me or mini. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but it from a, from up above the car, I'm sure it looks amazing. Yeah, it did look pretty good. On the side, it kind of looks like an afterthought because yeah. it's like a toupee thrown on top of a top. If you guys look at uh, the picture seven, the uh, the carrier looks very much like the sidewalk edition uh, from yes. the upper 53 you know, days. We haven't really yeah. talked much about the new carrier, but I like that car a lot. That's a good looking color. I, I really like the way the new. I really like the way the F56 body style uh, represents in yeah, form. It looks really good in that con convertible. And Alex is totally right. The it does kind of have that uh, that sidewalk look to it because it's got those the, the smushed. We'll call them smushed S lights for lack of a better term. We got those flattened rims, right? Yeah. And also the color of the seats. I like I like that color. That mar I don't know what color is it. Is it tan? Is uh, it's it looks really nice. Probably like an off white. Well, yeah, I I like this car. I'm not a big fan of the outside color, but I mean just overall the shape, the way this car looks. With so you the don't like the Caribbean blue? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. It looks like teal, um, and Gabe hates teal, so I hate teal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be just like Gabe. Um, <laughs> I just like the way this car really looks. What's funny? He says the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> Two things on this on this display is while I love exposed brick, I am a huge exposed brick fan. I'm not sure if it really worked in their setting personally. And then they also had a floor covering, which is kind of like a a barn wood you know pale type thing and then he decided to, to put a um almost a desert sand color car on top of it and it's like okay that car just totally chameleons into the floor yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen it's uh, interior decorating with chad miller yeah it, it just it did not pop while well, the uh, the or velvet red or burgundy car I like it totally red. popped off that floor yeah. it looked great but <clears throat> yeah. yeah the other car not so much yeah, uh, let's move on from this because uh, we all we'll sit here and we could just talk about interior design and minis all day long. Um, let's continue on about the Cabrio and they're getting away from what was it the openometer? What was what was the whole thing called before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now they're saying now they're just doing a stay open for the global campaign for the new mini convertible. Does the new convertible? I haven't noticed. Does it have an openometer? No, it doesn't. No. Oh. Maybe something, maybe something in a mini connected. I don't know, but it, you know, right from yeah, the official press release, like it doesn't look like it has anything. Because I know that's still a thing, and I know everybody who has a drop top mini, they're all about you know. You ask them, say, "What's your open omni reading?" and they like beam and they say four thousand hours. Yeah, because yeah. they never put their top up. You know, like our man Scotty. Yep. Yeah, you know? and it depends <laughs> on where you're at, but I definitely also had a lot of people that asked me, "Hey, can you take this thing off? Like, is there a way to to, to delete it?" <laughs> I was like. Nope, it's there. Sorry, there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. What's <laughs> did anybody notice that um, uh, on the new convertible? Something that really struck me was the lack of like the roll bar hoops. That's been uh, yep. pretty prevalent on the previous two generations. There's been kind of these these hoops in the back, and now it's like a pop up system that it's really disguised and really discreet. Um, right, but if you but if you notice, because those aren't there, I think it really cleans up. It does. It changes the it's, look of it for the better. It's, it's it really it's, cleans up that that side view quite a lot. Because instead of seeing a seat and then a seat with that little chrome hoop, now you just see the seat and the seat in the top, and it's just like, oh, that it looks different, but it looks nice. Yeah, I still think they had the headrest way too high for the auto show. When I'm looking in those pictures, I mean, those rear headrests are huge. They and are, but they're sitting in there really kind of want to see that 
openness. Yeah, but they're well. These actually don't flip down like they do, but they are raised no. all the way up. Yeah, it does look they good. don't flip all the flip down, but they are all the way up. So is it me or uh, it seems like, like the uh, the the no, back no, seat no, no. is? What the? Sorry, I'll sorry. Just... Go ahead, Ibi. No, go ahead. I'm just talking. Sorry, is it me or it seems like the back seat is a uh, a little bit more sitting higher up than the than the front seat? So maybe it's because. Well, I think didn't they kind of do stadium type seating in the um, R56 convertible too, where the back seats were because it's a drop top, the back seats maybe sat just a little bit higher. I've never actually ridden in a convertible, so I wouldn't know. Well, the the, the side profile of that uh, Seafoam car, I mean, it really shows that you can see that that rear headrest is way above the front suite seats, yeah. and the the backrest is also probably just a touch higher. Yeah, but. Yeah. I think with that headrest um, exaggerated so high, it makes it look higher. So um, I think it is a little bit higher, but not as much as maybe the exaggeration of the photo looks like. Yeah, okay. I, I think as far as the, the car design goes, this one is as close to the um, R57 for the last generation convertible. Um, the, the big noticeable difference is, of course, the front grille. But uh, everything else about the car, the way the windshield goes, the A-pillars, the cross, uh, you know, um, the the top itself yeah. is very similar. Uh, <laughs> like this car yeah. is very mini, if you will. Yeah. They did a really good job of that. So, Yeah, I like it. When are we going to see this car again? Um, next year, right? Next year, I believe uh, March, yeah. April next year, yep. which is perfect timing for yeah. a convertible for most places in the country, by the way. Yeah. Good. I'm glad they're keeping the convertible around. That's one car that's they've always done a really good job with, I think. And yeah. it's always been relatively popular. You know, you go to mini events and you go to cars and coffee with all the mini nerds and there's always like a good selection of people who still drive drop tops. Yep. And not just like the coupes and the under the roadster. So they like the they like the the regular standard mini with a convertible top and I don't know. I think it's always been a good looking car. Yep. It, it is. But it, that's just it, me. It let's nice. let's uh, move along. Keep an eye out for that. If you're a convertible person, you want the F56. That's coming up here pretty soon, next uh, early next year. Um, we are going to not talk about mini fashion because Warby Parker already sells those kind of sunglasses, and so just go to Warby Parker instead, save a whole big pile of money. <laughs> Can we talk about the shoes? I got a new pair of mini shoes today. Oh, I got a new pair of mini Pumas today. Did you? Yeah. Are they those crazy silver? Like all? Are they the no, ones? No, that no, are they're kind of suede. In this, in this, the suede ones in this article are they yeah they're kind of ultra suede they're very you didn't get any of the uh, gentleman's the mini gentleman fragrance did you uh no sir did you get any of the shaving gear there's uh, a whole shaving kit no no i'm a uh, i'm an art of shaving guy so i, I know you are but i'm i mean i'm just wondering because if you would have got the shaving kit just curious I, that, oh. hey it is the holiday season so i'm open for you know gift giving. now i'd i'd rock one of those hats that's i about... would i would not i think uh, uh yeah no you lost me on hats the douchebag hat no <laughs> No way. No. I would totally rock a hat. No. I think not the, not the fedora hat. but Not that we were going to talk about this or anything. What was that, Alex? <laughs> get the shoes. I think I would get the pair of shoes. Yeah, the nope. shoes are nice. No, yeah. those are, I don't know. Those, those <laughs> shoes are, you know what those shoes are? Those are the same shoes that the girls are wearing at the LA Auto Show. Yes, that is. Um, I mean, the, the female version of that shoe, that's what they were wearing at the LA Auto Show. Very oh. hipster, because Alex wants them. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'm going to have to go out and I'm going to have to get a tweed jacket with, uh, you know, a uh, Suede patch, you know, elbow patches. No, you have to get your hair cut like the like the the pretty boys that are in the that are in the the, the, the article there. 
Yeah. Well, isn't me, but Mini did actually something with a uh, with a like uh, a maker of sweet jackets. Uh, this they week, wrapped right? they wrapped a mini. It was on their Twitter yeah. feed. They wrapped a clubman in tweed, and I thought that was a little over the top for the new campaign. I thought it was kind of was that the, was that the one that I saw that was wrapped in denim? No, no, no. That was on my Facebook page today, but um, on Mini's Twitter this past week. Yeah. If you go to the you know uh, Mini Twitter feed, they have a clubman. Wrapped in tweed. Really? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Somebody needs to drop it in the uh, in the chat here. So it's probably in it. the Slack channel we've got set up yes. to copy yes. that yes. in there. Yes, it is. All right. Well, somebody will pick that out of there and drop it in the regular chat so we can check it out. Maybe I'll make that an image for this week's show. Um, Moving on. We've got Cabrio done. That's exciting stuff. And fashion. Oh, yeah. Mini's looking to repeat in Ward's Best Engine competition, which is pretty exciting because that's, that's with the new uh, the JCW engine and the three-cylinder in the F56. Um, they're trying to get some Wards. The truth is, I know that I have to admit, I, I think I said this uh, about a month ago when I came back from, uh, from Kansas City, is a really nice engine. I, you know, it's I, fun. It is, I think, one of the most fun minis in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good engine. I, I would recommend it to anyone, you know, wondering. I actually said, I think, to Todd to that if I only had to choose between the S and the, and the Cooper, I'd probably go for the Cooper. Because yeah. it's adequate. It is more than adequate for, it is. for fun, and it is not, it doesn't feel underpowered. I think, um, and I'm not saying like DB, your first car felt underpowered but i think the difference the disparity no, the, the r50 didn't the r56 does and yeah the disparity I've between the that, that's for another day well what i'm saying is the disparity the difference between the cooper and the cooper s has been getting smaller and smaller like oh, the, yeah. the the feelings between them and mm -hmm. so i think that would make you go you know really do i need to spend the extra three grand Right. Um, now there's some things you just can't get on a Cooper that you know you need to get. Yeah, like the the front bumper. I'm <laughs> 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 oh. oh, sorry. It makes you actually go faster than not having that bumper. You wouldn't know from the looking at the spec sheets, but uh, not having that bumper. I bet you're right. You can't, you can't the JCW exhaust on the Cooper either. It's aerodynamic. Yeah, right? that's sad. This I'm telling you, if they came out with a JCW exhaust for a Cooper now, they'd make a freaking billion yes. dollars. Yes. Because I would gladly spend that extra half of that three grand on a JCW exhaust for a Cooper. Yeah. Well, and here's the problem is is that the historically, the first generation when they did that on the uh, on the R50, they offered a JCW. The JCW. Second, uh, it did not sell. It did not sell well until until some famous radio podcast show about Mini Coopers <clears throat> reviewed this, and then they sold out of them. Yeah. Worldwide, they sold yeah. out of them. And I think we did the same again this year, right? I think we kind of did the same thing again when we uh, reviewed the JCW exhaust. We kind of sold them out of those for a short time, and now they're they're back available. Um, and they are now available for a four-door Mini. So go to your dealer. If you have a four-door Mini Cooper S, you seriously need to spend the money to get that exhaust, the JCW Pro exhaust. Right. And let's go ahead and finish off news um, with the ex Motoring File exclusive that was announced early last week, and that is, or early this week, yeah, earlier this week, uh, that, of course, is the Clubman will be coming as a JCW in 2017. Well, we know that, but it's going to be an all-wheel drive version of it. I think that's the exciting part. So, yeah. wait, wait, wait. You, you're not going to be able to choose uh, whether or not you want, you want all four? No, I think you will. It's not going to be only, yeah, yeah but that'll yeah. be an option for the Clubman. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't see. I don't understand the reasoning behind having all four for the club man. I'm, I'm trying to see. It's all marketing, as we've said before many times on this show, that all four is complete and utter hype, and I blame Audi one thousand percent. But yeah. why <laughs> would you? All the backwards baseball cap wearing boys think it's gonna be a, the hot track killer. You blame Audi and Subaru between but really, those two. Forget the, it. The mini all four system is nothing but super fancy traction control, basically. Cause you, yeah, and also because the car is heavier and it's gonna be it, it's not gonna go as fast as the F fifty six for sure. Uh, and whomever is thinking that however out with a three hundred horsepower uh, JCW Clement, it's not. It's no, just, that's not gonna uh, happen. However, what what we're being told so far is that the performance numbers are very very close to the hardtop, and even in the all wheel drive form. And that's because the all wheel drive technology, which we won't go into the whole tech of it, but it is much lighter and computer controlled and the differential is smaller and, you know, it's it's regulated by computer now and, you know, all of this is really only adding like 100 pounds to the car. And so it doesn't have the, the traditional drawbacks that it used to. So like an all-wheel drive system, you're not going, oh, 250 more pounds in the car. You might as well put, you know, fat guy in the back seat, you know, right? So, um... <laughs> I, I think that it's going to be more of a performance uh, upgrade because look at it seriously. What most uh, most modern supercars are all-wheel drive these days. Right. It's, it's just the it's the wave of the future um, with the technology and the cars do handle better. I mean, there's no question. Like in performance situation, you better spinning four wheels than just two. So you kind of do away with the whole traditional understeer that we're all used to with pushing into the grass, you know, going through a corner. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm excited about a new, uh, version of this in a JCW and looking forward to it, but it's going to be a whole nother year. Whole nother year. That's right. Wow. Well, uh, so for those of you who always are waiting for the next thing, don't worry, you get to continue to wait for the Clubman. And then by the time the Clubman's coming out, there's going to be something else. That you're going to say, ooh, maybe I want that instead. So you're not going to buy the Clubman. You're going to buy what's The Countryman. The co oh, no way. You're not going to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just like those people that say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the next phone. Did you see oh. what somebody did on Facebook this past week for the Countryman? So, you know, we've seen these, these uh, uh, pictures, spy shots of it with the swirly graphics and everything. Mm -hmm. Somebody took one of those and then they photo shopped it and kind of tried to do away with it and tried to show kind of what it would look like underneath and it really looked almost like the existing countryman <laughs> <laughs> except that with an ugly front bumper yeah you can't do that though because the the countryman that they've got rolling around right now not only does it have the swirly graphics but it's got all that extra cladding right it's got a bunch of bolt-on things it's got a whole bunch of like bolt-on body pieces that came off the jc whitney catalog mm -hmm. um and and the swirly graphics so there's just no way to tell what that car looks like yep 2017 this is such a long time away from uh, let it go alex big deep breath did big yep. deep breath in through the nose <laughs> out through the mouth well <clears throat> So you think about it, though, we had 2016s go on sale in, what, the end of August, 1st yeah. of September? So it's yeah. really going to be, what, less about than a year? Less next, than a year. next year. Yeah, just just a little less than a year. So wait, wait, wait. So you, they announced the uh, the R60. I mean, they announced there is the R60 in October of 2010. So you think, you're thinking they will release it, like, sooner than October 2017? Um, yeah, I think they're going to bump it up a little okay. bit. Because for for many of the X1 reasons, is already out. I mean, it's just you know. Uh, yeah, for many of the reasons we've talked about before is like you go into a showroom, and I see it every day. Every day I'm at the mini dealer, 
and I see people look at the four door mini and I look at the country, you know, they look at the countryman and they're like, well, this one has four doors too. But <laughs> the mini, uh, the poor salespeople are, are going, yeah, but this one has all wheel drive as, as a possibility. <laughs> right. And that's all they can say about it. Oh, and it's got the rail. <laughs> like we it's said, got the rail. we joked it's last about the rail. It's got the rail and, and it's the pos- sushi back and forth from the back seat to the front seat with that rail. That's right. That's right. So or put marbles in it. But anyway, so my point is, I think they're going to rush it a little bit. And, you know, um, is it, is it slated for 2017 or 2018, really? It says, 20, it says 2017. 2017 for a countryman? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be 2017. So I'm hoping we see this, you know, next August, September. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to uh, to you know with the you know this is an ongoing debate between within the team here, but with the new players coming into the uh, the space, uh, they're gonna have to accelerate those seven year cycle. Like you can't you can't go with this anymore. Yeah, you can't have a four door uh, hardtop and a clubman in the showroom and expect to sell any countryman. And knowing the fact that the clubman is gonna have all wheel drive, what really sucks is the people who know are gonna say. Well, maybe I'll wait for that. I'm not going to buy a Countryman now because I really want all-wheel drive. And they'll wait, you know, whatever it is, six months, eight months for an all-wheel drive. Actually, it's not going to be that long because the all-wheel drive version of the Clubman starts production in March. Okay. And so you will be able to get an all-wheel drive, not only a Cooper S Clubman, but you'll be able to get an all-wheel drive Cooper Clubman next June in your dealers. Well, there you go. So That's pretty exciting. Yep, yep. Exciting and, times exciting times abound. Yep. So the countrymen next year are going to be virtually free. <laughs> next <laughs> summer, next July, yeah. you will be able to get a deal so great on a countryman. Sign and drive, baby. Sign and drive. It's not even funny. There you go. They'll be giving them away with free checking accounts at the That's right. Amu. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing the, them at your face. Deposit fifty dollars in an account and it's yours. That's right. With a toaster in the back. Yeah, and a football phone. <laughs> and a football phone. I like it. I like it. Let's be done with news so I can so we can pay some more bills. I want to tell you guys, remind you guys about our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. Uh, this is the place to go to get all the really cool, super custom design stuff made from like spun aluminum and carbon fiber. I mean, this stuff's awesome. And they've got stuff that other people don't. There's the F56 intake, which is a brilliant piece. The platypus license plate route mount, which is super nice. Keeps the so you don't have to drill holes in your front front bumper to mount your license plate the flex pod adapter which you should totally have in your car so you're not to handle your phone ever when you drive um, and a whole bunch of other stuff if you still rocking an r53 and you want to do reduced pulley you're going to get a craven pulley you just don't know yet just go and punch it up now and get it taken care of um, when you do go over to place an order at craven speed i want you to make sure to say thanks for supporting white reef radio in the comment field on the order form that's super awesome we really appreciate that and so do they they of course being our friends over at craven speed that's craven Speed.com, home of the electric mini. Anyway, how are we doing on time? So we got an email in this week, and Alex has already been totally hating on this guy. No. <laughs> Not at all. Poor, poor yeah. I mean, it's from really? Boston. He already has something going for him. <laughs> Alex has been like all the wrong comments about this story, is really, about this email. It's really feel bad. Anyway, this is Eric from Boston. You should be nice to him. He's in your town. Yes, he is. So, Eric, you know, uh, nice to meet you. You guys... Eric writes in he says hey guys I was listening to the most recent show and you guys mentioned that if you were to get an R56 
uh, you would definitely get a, a second generation R56. So like, what's that, 2010 or later, correct? Or 11, 2011? When was LCI? 2011. Yeah, so 2011 or later. And then he asked, why is that? Did they change the timing chain setup? I asked because I just purchased a very clean 2010 um, R56S with 28,000 miles. And I want to know what changed those years as it is still the N14 engine. So we've been saying this for a very, very, very long time, though. If you're going to buy a Mini Cooper used, you're looking at an R50, R53, and you're going to get a 2005 or a 2006 because those are the ones that they're, those are perfect. Those cars, there's no hardly any issues with those. They're going to be a brilliant car. If you're looking at an R56, you're going for the second gen, the, the post-LCI car, for many reasons that Chad's going to discuss right about now that we've discussed like 100 times before. And by that, yeah. you mean a 2011 and up, not a 2010. Yeah, so. yeah I meant 2011 and right. up. Yes, right. that is correct. R56. And no, basically, on, the Cooper, on the Cooper S, not the Cooper. Cooper S. Yes, Cooper S only. Yeah, they did a lot of uh, variable valve timing. They did a lot of uh, computer updates. They did um, a, a, another Vano sprocket on the uh, exhaust side for that car. Right. And really made that engine work a lot better um it, you know from carbon buildup issues to chain tensioner issues to turbo failure issues you know a, a lot of that type of stuff uh was addressed in in that particular engine um you know it's not to say that they are immune to any of that type of stuff if you never changed your oil and you didn't do those things those cars will also have problems but they uh worked better overall okay right. um but that's not to say that the early cars are you know just buckets of crap i mean they also um <laughs> i'm thinking cards against manny right now uh they will also uh do really well but i tell all of my customers like this car likes extra maintenance and they look at me and they're like what does that mean Yes. Change your damn oil every well, 5,000 miles. It wants extra oil changes. It wants to be in the shop a little more often. It wants to make sure that you are really religious on changing your antifreeze every 2,000 miles, changing your oil every 5,000, You know, doing a few extra things, going, okay, I see that that's starting to leak. I need to get it right now before it does start leaking because by the time I actually then get to it, now the engine's blown up. It just needs extra maintenance, and there's no other way of putting that. The maintenance of the motor, it just needs extra. It just needs extra. I mean, the the or the first gen R56 motor is fine as long as you maintain it properly, which a lot of people didn't, and that was a big one of the biggest issues with like the early 07s and 08s. People were losing their turbos and all manner of things because they weren't checking their oil. Right. Right, because right. they didn't think they had to. Because with the R53, uh, those cars just didn't use that much oil. You know. Not like the R56 did. So, yeah, turbo's failing all over the place. Um, but then once people figured out they had to check their oil, right, then the right. turbo failures became less often, but they still had the carbon buildup issues and the timing chain issues and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so, so, Eric, the, the word is you're going to have to be very, very nice to your car. Yes. And you be can't very religious about everything. Yeah. Yes, you have to, be, uh, you have to do the 5,000-mile oil change. You got to spend that extra hundred bucks every five thousand miles. You can't do every ten on that car. You have to do every five. Period. You just have to. Um, Chad, what else? Uh, drip uh, oil uh, oil catch can. Poss possibly. Oh, I think Chad turned sure. down too far. Sure, yeah. he, that would be awesome. <laughs> oil catch can. Detroit carries those. Detroit Tune carries those. You get them over there. It's super nice. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, what other parts would be you would you recommend adding modifications? Would you recommend for an R fifty six S? Oh, is Chad still there? <laughs> Chad, you turned down too far. <laughs> Poor Chad. Hello, Chad, it's and the mute button. Now. You might have to wait. We love you, Mac. Give him a minute. No rush. No Sorry, rush. had to let the dog in. <laughs> we knew it was the dog again. Yeah, Good. Like, <laughs> so I'm here. There so, Chad, Chad, turn your volume down just a little bit before we continue. And check, 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 check. There Better. Go. Better. Yes. That's okay. Yes. So we were just uh, going over. Uh, if you had to rec- make make some recommendations for some um, longevity mods, let's just call them for our boy Eric on the R56s. We're thinking uh, catch can. Yeah, that definitely would be uh, something that would be along that lines, mm. unless he's also had the updated um, uh, computer software for the car. Okay, they um, they basically when you have to do a carbon blast, they have a ECU update mm. that they put onto the car, and it will allow you to get that little bit of a spurt of fuel out of the uh, injector that just touches the valves and just kind of cleans it ever so slight kind of along the lines of the burble you know yeah, it, yeah. just a little bit of extra fuel in there and it gives that backfire mm-hmm. so mini did that to be like okay this carbon valve issue is really gonna come back and be major major stuff so we need to figure out how to make this program better so they, they did that um that could be something that could help him a lot um right. obviously the catch can uh changing the oil um, as well as uh, making sure that um, certain heat shields are in place for that car. Right, right, right. Um, one of the things we were actually just talking about at the shop today was the fact that we don't ever change a turbo oil line in a Countryman. Really? And there's more room from the turbo to the hood Mm-hmm. And the turbo to the radiator in that car. So there's more room in the engine bay, which keeps that turbo cooler. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on all the hard tops, the convertibles, the 58s, 59s, I mean, everybody that's got your basic R56 body style, hard top, you know, whatever it is, they all have turbo issues. They all have warped hood scoops. There's all a ton of engine heat in that area. Because the distance from the engine to the hood is smaller. The distance from the turbo to the radiator is smaller. It's just a little more compact because the car's not as big. So it builds up a lot of heat in that area. And you see things along the lines of the warped hood scoops and the, the turbo lines that are failing, you know, like gangbusters, the, um, the, fil- the filter seals, you know, just below that for the oil filter housings. All of those things are failing. So by anything you can do to create less heat in the engine, i.e. change your oil more often, because a new oil will make the engine run cooler, that's the type of maintenance that you need to do to prolong the engine. <laughs> and I'm assuming that your dogs agree. Yeah, and uh, you know, Nikita the Husky says hello. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 
So there you go, Eric. Uh, it's it's probably going to be a good car, and I would probably also recommend running that by your local dealer and just have them run the VIN and maybe do a quick once-over on the car, just pay for the cheap inspection and see if there's anything outstanding on that car that maybe wasn't completed with only 28,000 miles. Uh, on a car that's five years old, there's a good chance it might have missed some updates or maybe yeah, – uh, yeah. There might be like a recall issue, not necessarily a recall issue, but something wrong with the car that needs to get fixed and might yeah, might yeah. be covered under an extent like an extended warranty. There's that, definitely campaigns that Mini does yeah. throughout the life of their cars, no matter what that is. Um, one of the big campaigns that nobody really ever really thought about was a little tiny heat shield that you know Mini just clipped on to all those turbo oil lines under that hood. It first started as just a little tiny heat shield, and then it became a heat shield with a heat wrap. All of those were put on for free, and most people never even realized that it was put on there, you know, because they came in for a regular oil service or whatever, and it was just done. So, you know, things along that lines have probably, you know, possibly not been done, um, as well as computer updates or, or other mandatory things uh, like California emissions of some sort or, you know, something along that line. So it is good to get it in every now and then. And then anybody with any type of car, um, when they buy it used, I mean, they should automatically do some major services right now because, you know, yes, it's a 2010, but it's five years old. You know, has the coolant been flushed? When's the last time the oil was changed? You know, all of those type of things, brake fluid. What kind of shape of the tires in? Yeah, all of the fluid type things um, <clears throat> to make sure. And again, tires are a little bit more dependent on kind of where you are in the country. I think certain hot states, tires go a little bit faster than they do in the in the cooler states. But um, yes, I mean, all of those things are very important. Uh, we see belts go on, uh, on these cars way before um, what they should be based on Mini's recommendations. So at 60,000 miles, these belts are gone now. But you know, you've got a five-year-old car that doesn't have a lot of miles, so that belt got to dry out a little bit extra. So that belt might need changing at this 28, 38, you know, 30,000 miles um, because of it wanting to sit and it, it gets a little bit dried out and then it starts up and then it wants to crack more. So right. again, back to the, the car needs a little extra maintenance. Yeah. So run it by the dealer really quick, have them take a look at it uh, just to, you know, Get us uh, so just a little thing of approval, and then if he's in if he's in Boston, who's local to who's local in Boston for independent shop? Um, Greasy's Garage is right out there. That was a uh, a motoring file article that was done a little while ago. Um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure how close he is to that, but uh, the New England states aren't really. Uh, I mean, you can kind of drive across one of them in an hour. Yeah, uh, sure. So um, that might still be within a good distance of somebody who actually knows minis or, you know, find a local shop that, you know, you feel confident in. But again, a dealer is always somebody that would be uh, knowing this car fairly well inside and out. Exactly. Uh, you should be able to find somebody at uh, one of them that should know what they're doing. So Perfect. So I got a question for you guys. Um, it's really kind of in the same line as what Eric you know, just mentioned to us. Mm -hmm. um, we all know that, you know, this is probably one of, not the least, but it's not a very reliable brand overall. Like Mini is not a very reliable car. Yet we keep, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like the four of us, uh, keep buying them. As far as I'm concerned personally, I never had any 
you know, problem with any of my minis. Uh, you know, knocking on wood, my R50 1D is still running strong after 13 years. Uh, you know, she was taken care of, you know, very religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do the same with all of my cars. And so a lot of things that I read on forums, like I, except for maybe really, you know, uh, you know, things that you can't fix, things are going to fail because like there is a recall or something like this, right? I never had any of those, of those problems that, uh, that, you know, a lot of people are talking about. And, um, and even though I know that, you know, buying into the brand like means buying into something that is obviously less reliable than let's say a Honda, like I, I really, it doesn't really, you know, um, well, I don't really take this into account when I think about buying a mini or not. Here's well, the, here's what, that's because you don't mind taking care of a car, Alex. Yeah. Here's the thing about reliability and you're using the term and I'm using air quotes, reliability in relation to how, uh, your general American treats a car. Let's yep. say you go buy yourself a Honda Civic and you can drive it forever and really not do much to the car other than change the oil. And it's going to not have uh, uh, many problems until it gets to 100, 150,000 miles when it comes time to change things like, you know, a timing belt and water pump and things like that. But in general, those cars are more reliable or say, you know, your average Ford, which may or may not be true. But the perception is I can buy a car, really change the oil in it maybe once every year to 18 months and not really do anything else to the car. And it's going to be fine. It's going to be dependable. I can go out. It's going to start every morning. It's going to get me to work. And I think that um, what you say about minis not being that reliable. No, I would kind of disagree with the terminology is I think they're still pretty reliable, but they are more of a premium car and this sucks the more you spend on a car the kind of more maintenance and the more care it takes yeah but yeah. i think at the same time when you look at the things you spend money on be they cars houses electronics anything the more expensive the item you buy the better care you need to take of of that item one because your investment is more Okay, and so Alex was basically saying that's the way he acts about things. He takes care of his things, right? And he buys nice things, and that is totally true. When you pay fifteen thousand dollars for a vehicle, you're probably less inclined to go, "Oh yeah, I'm going to change the oil every five thousand miles. I'm just going to drive this thing until it breaks, and then I'll just go buy another one." It's a complete commodity, and uh, we all know minis are not a commodity. I mean, they're you buy the car. You get a group of friends, yada, yada, yada. You start, you want to like start modding it. You want to take care of it. It becomes, you know, part of your family. You want to take it to the dealer whenever there's some, oh, there's a, there's a service light on. I need, I need something done. You, you immediately go. People with your average Ford and Honda, they'll get a check engine light. They'll drive it for six months before they're, oh, I'll go get it checked eventually. Cause yeah, nothing yeah. happens. You can drive it for six, eight months with that light on. Right. So yeah, I, I also think that, that when Mini went through the turbo cars, uh, the 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 public that was buying these cars didn't maybe understand that turbos in general Require they tend to use a little bit of oil, yeah, and maybe didn't understand what it had to you know, and then they didn't you know they were like, well, well it's under the service maintenance, I didn't need to do anything, and, and then they just let the cars do their thing without actually 
checking anything. And clearly many changed their mind about it too because they used right. to have service intervals on the computer, which the car would tell you when it needs an oil change, right? Well, right, in exactly. 2011, they changed that to now it's once a year or 10,000 miles. Like we don't want you to go beyond 10,000 miles or 12 months. This is now included. And it was a line item on your sticker on the car. Yep. That was it. Is 10,000 mile one year oil change. You know, and, and I and I think that's because they were replacing too many parts on cars that were right. you know big ticket items mm-hmm. that but, uh, you know people didn't necessarily realize. So but, you know, it comes back to that. You know, is it a you know a Honda? No, it's not. But the Hondas were never they never really came from the factory as a turbo car. And you know, a naturally right, aspirated right. car is usually a little bit less um, problematic. So Chad, what a, you're saying is that the car. car. The car is not necessarily less reliable, but people need to be educated a little bit better that they take yes. a little more care, like you said. Like yep, and that, I think, is where the dealer, uh, you know, Falls. Uh, not necessarily the dealer, or it could be many, um, failed at necessarily training their right. dealers right. in the aspect of, look, look, you know, we've got these service in, you know, set in place, but you still need to teach the customer that they need to check their oil or, well, you know, it's just not this free maintenance. I blame, you know, I blame, oil. yeah, many wholeheartedly in that, Chad, because I have been in the dealer many times. We've seen people talk about this on social media ad infinitum that they're like, okay, I hear you guys talk about changing your oil every 5,000 miles. I went to my dealer service department whom I trust and ask them, should I get an oil change at 5,000 miles? And invariably they say, no, just do it when the mini tells you. And then they get burned, you know, right. two years later, as soon yeah. as their warranty because, is up. Because people are, are coming in and they're expecting that free oil change. Um, as opposed to, you know, like we always say before. Well, no, and we've told people get you're going to get one. Yeah, pay for it. It's a hundred bucks of, of cheap insurance. Yeah, but that's like the, that's like, the, that's our people, but it's like the normal yeah. civilians that are just walking in. So, oh, what do you mean this oil change isn't covered? Well, fine, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they could be that, like that, which is. And that comes back to the whole. I leased a GM car for multiple years. I don't really have to worry about it. And maybe that's a little bit more of a Detroit mentality than it is a Kansas City or an Arizona or a Boston. But I'll right. tell you that we've got a, a a city here, you know, Rochester Hills. You know, nobody there owns a car. They all lease a car and they get a new car every two years. Right. right. So then you don't, that is you don't worry because, about longevity. You don't like yeah. screw and it. And those cars never get oil changes. And right. they're probably all in Arizona now, you know, but. Yeah. Mm, that's just those, you know some of those cars have to go somewhere suckers in Arizona <laughs> or, or whatever I mean I, yeah. who knows where they go but Miami yeah they could <laughs> but you know that comes down to the things like it's a lease car I have to turn it in in two years I don't yeah. have to worry about it and you know I'm sure some of those people you know at least in this area are doing the exact same thing it's like well I didn't have to take care of the last car why should I have to take care of this car right and then the dealer you know, the brand, whatever, didn't tell him. It's like, well, hey, this, because of how this car is made, well, we need you to make sure that this happens, and then we will then for sure cover it. But, I mean, obviously nobody's going to cover a warranty of a car that you never actually, you know, do any maintenance on. I mean, Oh, no, they well, will deny a warranty claim if you did not properly change the oil, change the oil at least when the car told you to. They will... Deny right. They will deny a claim and say, nope, you didn't follow the maintenance. Sorry. I've seen that happen before, too, and people get really pissed off. And I'm like, dude, read the manual. 
I don't care if your sales. Yeah, there's a, a giant book you. that comes with the car. I mean, it's it's really simple. And also, you Read know, it. every car has been the exact same way since the dawn of time. No car that has ever come out has been like, hey, this is the miracle car. It's just yeah. run on Teflon. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. you know, you know, people have been driving driving cars for, you know, since they were, you know, usually 14, 15 years old. <laughs> um, they've been, you know, taught by their parents, which probably didn't tell them as many things as they should have about cars. And now you are uh, 35-ish and you're getting this mini and you're, you know, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing later. And then you're at 38 and it's like, why did it blow up? Yeah, exactly. And you didn't listen to the guys at White Roof Radio who told you to change your oil every 5,000 miles. Boom. Yep. Done. So, yep. done. Extra, extra maintenance. Yep. Done. Extra done. maintenance, please. Thank you. Done. Now, that was all. Our, that was a lot of information by our good man, Chad Miller. Now, let me remind you guys here about Chad. Chad, he runs that fine shop in Detroit called Detroit Tuned. You can see stuff from Detroit Tuned at DetroitTuned.com. If you're, no, you're not near the shop itself, which if you're within a couple hundred miles, you should be using him for your everything anyway. And this is a really cool thing. I want to let you know what Chad's, Chad's doing for the holiday season. Starting now, right, Chad? Uh, the 25th. Starting the 25th, which is going to be... Soon. Yeah, Soon. It's, uh, the Wednesday. So Wednesday start, the 25th. So starting on Wednesday, you go to DetroitTune.com, and you buy anything from DetroitTune.com, anything, and if you get your total up to at least $150, you're not going to have to pay for shipping. Which is pretty easy, actually. Free. Yeah, you go over and buy yourself something nice, like a couple something nices. You need something nice for you, something nice for your friends, for your club members, whatever. Spend 150 bucks at least, and you get free shipping from Detroit Tune. Pretty strong. Can we start calling that Black Wednesday now? Just start calling that Black Wednesday. We're going to get on the black bandwagon early. Uh, and, of and, course, Todd's doing it, too. We're also going to have that free shipping all the way through the beginning of the year, all the way until the 3rd, when, when we actually come back to work. Um, after the New Year's, after we've uh, rang in the New Year correctly with uh, our uh, drinks on the rocks, we are going to then stop the free shipping. So and I'm, I'm going to tell you guys how to get your Detroit Tuned order to $150 or more to get the free shipping. Is you're going to go over and you're going to purchase uh, one, two, three, four of the Harvey's seatbelt wallets. Boom. That that'd be a lot of wallets going up. But hey, yeah, you, you know, you need one for you. You want one for your mate, one for your dad, one for your kid, whichever. One to give away as a club gift. Who knows? Go over, get four of those, done. Easy. We, we made it so that the, uh, the, the, the Turbo Super Kit, uh, Turbo Oil Line Super Kit, that's 160 bucks. I mean, right there, boom, done. Free yep. shipping. Free shipping. Done. There's, the door. there's a ton of stuff. Just go over to Detroit Tuned starting Wednesday and all the way through the end of the year or the, the early part of next year for free shipping. That's totally awesome, Chad. Thank you so much. You're welcome. DetroitTune.com. And, of course, Todd over at Motoring Stripes doing the same thing, right, sir? Yes, sir. Free shipping through the end of the year. Free shipping till the end you of the year. You don't have to sir. do anything. Just any, every, anything and everything. All oh, yeah. Same thing all. at Detroit Tune. You don't have to do anything. You just get your total to 150 bucks. Boom, it happens. There's no code to remember. Not a code. No, no code. codes. It's no super codes. simple. Yep. It's super simple. just happens. Same when you order from MotoringStripes.com until the end of the year. Same thing. You just place an order. Todd's going to ship it out for you free of charge. No minimums. Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. So go get yourself some stripes. Go ask Todd for a White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit for an F56 uh, bumper protection strip. Get a bumper protection strip for your countryman. A Union Jack Sunroof Graphic. Any of the things. Free shipping until the end of the year from our man Todd over at MotoringStripes.com. You know, because blank is boring. Uh, reminder again, no show next week. Because Thanksgiving in the United States. Because turkey. Because stuffing. Because ham. And because bacon. 
Turkey's yes. good. Turkey's good. A good turkey's good. A bad turkey, well, not that, so much. There'll probably be some wine thrown in there too. Oh yeah, there'll be some wine. Uh, I think I'm so I'm gonna be with my folks, and I've, I've got my parents Red. to drinking mules. So I think we'll be some mule drinking. Mom nice. even bought proper mule mugs and everything. Nice. They're everywhere uh, now, everywhere. by the way. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, they are. You can get those everywhere. Oh yeah. That's why the price of copper's gone up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of mule glasses. Mule well, those, and you know those, what? They're... Those alcoholics have made the copper go up. And you know what too is is uh, most of them aren't. They're just copper plated on the outside. They're yeah, they're stainless steel yeah. mugs, yeah. copper on the outside. Yep. Not quite the same. Got to get them copper all the way through. The because cost. no, we none of us could afford a full forged copper uh, oh my, mule mug. But wouldn't that be awesome to have? Yeah, they're they're out there. They have them, and they're about fifty to seventy five dollars a piece. Yeah, not not the eight dollars you're getting at Walmart. No, but they're solid copper and they're they're hand handcrafted with the hammering and all the things, and they're awesome. And they taste like a penny. <laughs> Tastes like a penny, which it really adds to the drink. <laughs> Makes my teeth feel really good right now. Mm. I'm kind of freaking out about that. Now. Pennies aren't made of copper anymore; they're made of zinc. So yeah, yeah, okay. tastes like an old penny. Thanks, thanks, right, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> But we are done, guys. I didn't want to get the email. So, I, see, I, I headed okay. up the pass. There you go. Anyway, guys, thanks again for hanging with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, hope you all have a good holiday. Um, and if those of you not in the United States, I hope you have a really nice Thursday. But we are done for the night. This is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, Inc., this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt.